Today's episode is sponsored by MTech. MTech specializes in premium residential door and cabinet hardware that is custom assembled to order in Southern California. So I use them in a project and I love that I could do an unlacquered brass lever inside the room and a matte black knob in the hallway. Yeah, because their customization options are really great and their short lead times also mean that we can meet our project deadlines a lot easier. Totally. So Hot Young Designers Club listeners can get a free finished sample ring by heading to mtech.com slash hydc and using code HYDC23. Hey hotties, are you looking to grow your business and get real-time support from fellow designers? Become a loyal hottie by joining our Patreon community. Your subscription to our loyal hottie tier on Patreon gives you exclusive episodes like process parties, live workshops, and our unedited and unfiltered conversations for just $10 per month. Your support means the world to us and helps us continue to create the content you love. Plus, by joining our Patreon, you'll become a part of our inner circle and have the opportunity to connect with us on a more personal level. So learn more and subscribe at patreon.com slash HYDC. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. I'm Rebecca Plum, your big sister. And I'm Sean Serha, your GBF. We're not that hot or that young. But we believe it's a state of mind that helps us build adaptable and profitable businesses. We rely on the support of our design besties to get through each day. So let's explore the emotional, practical, and humorous sides of being interior designers. Welcome to the club. Hey, Sean. (laughs) What's up, Rebecca? Um, I'm glistening. It's it's warming up. It's warming up here. Me and my like, weather complaint. My daily weather also report. Mad dash to your desk to like record. Like you're gonna schwitz a little bit. Like yeah, I had to like rearrange my situation, but it's all good. I'm settled. The sweat now. is dripping down my back, but it's okay. Um, happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. So let's do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. Fluff your pillows. You want mint for your pillows? <laughs> um, okay, so... Just do, wait, do the hotties understand that's like a reference to Tommy Boy? I mean, I hope our hotties have seen Tommy Boy. <laughs> Weekend watching for all of you. <laughs> if you... When is David it appropriate Spade. to show your eight-year-old hottie Tommy boy? Hottie boy. Hottie boy. Um, I feel like it's in that like 11, 12 where well, you actually can like right? kind of understand some of it to have it be funny instead of just like David Spade and Chris Farley doing stupid things with each other. Like it's funny if you're younger because like there's that scene where his hair, his toupee flies back. Yeah, and the deer wakes up. Yeah, spoiler like there's, alert! Spoiler there's, alert to 1992. Funny moments in it where you're like, "What?" But then I feel like the real jokes of it all comes out as you're like in that preteen zone. Yeah, well, it's like the college layers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. housekeeping. We digressed. Um, <laughs> speaking of digressing, shall we talk about Patreon? Yeah, that's like our place to digress. That's the place where, like, if you thought that was unhinged, no, just wait. <laughs> no, we've been really excited coming up with new ideas to add to our Patreon. Like, there's something, I think you and I are both kind of um, relaxed about this idea of our, like, besties over there, you know? Like, it's a safe place. 
Yeah, I feel better about, I feel better talking about certain things there with like a kind of a semi-closed door just because, I don't know, anybody could be hearing this part of the show. It's We're starting to realize that. It's almost like when, like if you're a celebrity who suddenly gets famous and you realize there's a microscope, (laughs) not that we're celebrities, but like... Yeah, no. Anyone could listen to this. Anybody could be listening. We don't want... It, it, I don't think we're like completely what offensive about vendors or people, but like yeah. we're giving a little bit more of the tea over there. Yeah, less, a little less of a brave face over certain things too. So, and that's what we want it to be like. We want to be able to feel a little more vulnerable and also just get responses from you guys and our loyal hotties on just how, if you're relating. So loyal hotties, patreon.com slash HYDC, only $10 a month. You get at least one new episode drop. Plus we're doing these monthly Zoom sessions where it's real time if you can join. And we kind of just open up the forum and all learn from each other on different topics. Yeah, the hottie hangouts are a great place to sort of mastermind, brainstorm, like drop stuff that you don't know what to do with or have that convert, like just feel like you can bring up a topic. And so it's a really great place to find some common ground with other designers. Yeah. So we have some fun ideas planned for the coming months on that. And just because I don't know that we say this enough, we really appreciate any reviews we get in iTunes. It helps us grow. It really does get that algorithm pump in. Yeah, the algorithm is algorithming. If you are listening to the show and you rate and you leave a review, which I know is, I know we're asking for a lot of steps. It's not just the star rating. We're also asking you to just write us a little something. It's not for our benefit, but really it shows the podcast platforms what other things to put in front of other listeners. So if it you're listening to other, benefit. I mean, I like it. But it's for also, your like, benefit. It's for our listeners' benefit. Love, Growing our listenership and finding other designers, which if you are already listening to other design podcasts and you rate ours, it's going to show our podcast to other designers and other people who listen to those other shows too. So a little cross-pollination. If we don't know if if anyone's listening, then why bother? I mean, I'll still talk to you. We just might not record all of them. (laughs) And if you're really feeling like being helpful, your last mission you can always do is if you do hear any sponsors in advertisements, the clicks and the calls to action, super helpful. Yeah. Support those who support us. That's it. Thank you. Thanks, hotties. So on to the show. On to the show. Do, 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 It's like the Muppets. Are we like the old man in the? I definitely. Am the, I'm the heckle. I'm definitely a heckler. I will be at any, I'll at anything. I'll be like the. They'd be the perfect heckler. hot young designers club mascots. <laughs> 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 These little old wrinkly man faces, hot young designers club. <laughs> Just like da 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 da, and yeah. <laughs> they have names. I always forget show? what their names are. Yeah. We'll think about it. Yeah, I have um, to remember. What are we talking about are, today? Well, we the idea was there's, look, we all get whether it's you're slow or there's a dip in business or you're trying to build 
your business. We, we hear a lot from new designers of like, how do I do this? How do I make the switch? How do I start doing this full time? Or it's been a little slow and it's scaring me. What do I do? So we just thought, here are some quick, quick ways, maybe not super fast to see the turnaround, but like ways to build revenue quickly or encourage a revenue stream to build for your business. Right? Is that what we're thinking? Yeah. And you and I have both been in these little situations lately where we're like, okay, rent ain't going to pay itself. Comes due (laughs) every month. And like we maybe in my case, like I have a great new project that's signed, but it's going to be a, or actually they were like ready. They knew they were going to sign, but it was like, we're waiting until April until something happened, taxes or something. So I'm like, okay, well... I want to be ready. I don't want to fill my schedule with giant things. Yeah. But I got to like get some money in the bank in the meantime. Yeah. So it just like, I go through these stages. I'm sure most of us do where we're just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Is this the downfall of the economy? (laughs) Is there ever going to be another discovery call again? I don't know. I get these like freak out moments. That's our scarcity mindset that like starts kicking in and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Yes. Which I allow myself to do it for like a day. And then it's like, okay, you've done, you've been here before. Just don't freak out and Step do one. the next thing. Yeah. Step, Step one, one, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Yes. Yeah, so we have steps here. That's right. Seven, seven specifically that we um, felt like were worth highlighting. By the way, their names are Statler and Waldorf. So I'm sure there's oh, okay. people important. who know that that are <laughs> yelling to their car radios right now. This is very important <laughs> Muppet related information. Rebecca wasn't going to let the rest of that episode go without that. I'm Statler for sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. So step one, don't freak out. Be humble. I feel like most of my thought process behind this is just, it's like if running around, like being worried, being freaked out is just this like loop that won't help anything. You're not, that's not going to generate anything for you. It's not. And I know, like, I remember on Savvy Interior, Susan Winterstein's episode, she was talking about how she started by like, picking out pillows and doing really small stuff. And she mentioned in that episode that if shit really went down, she could go back and do that. Like there's no reason why you can't like go back to your roots. Worst case scenario. Yeah. That's the worst that can happen. So just kind of always keep that in your back pocket. Maybe don't jump to it, but it's going to be okay. If we have to make adjustments, make adjustments. I actually reduced the cost of my, consultations yesterday oh interesting just kind of on a whim but also like you know what i'm not booking them as much as i used to so like what's 20 bucks i'd rather book more i've i heard from i'm not gonna say who because i don't want to like air out all their stuff but i heard from a designer who's on the expert that they moved a tier or moved a pricing tier were booking less and so they actually like went back a tier again on their pricing on the expert because they were like, I'd rather be making the money than be getting paid more per session. I'd rather like feel like it, that revenue stream is always coming in. So I feel like there's room. And if it's truly like 
the ways of the market and supply and demand, and you feel like demand is low, then let's lower costs or pricing. So that was like my like humbling of myself, which I don't, it was fine. It was a click of a button. And because you can change it again, it's not like I you're making an announcement. Like, it's just like, I just did it. Yeah, it's not like Target where they have to like go around the whole store and like put new tags up on everything. Like, there's no obvious, yeah, there's no like, oh my God, what is she doing? Like, no one's going to see it but you. And then maybe some, maybe a few people who've been eyeing them might notice it, but I don't, it's not going to be like, what's going on over there? So I think for me, it's just like, don't let my ego get in the way of like pivoting. I feel like that's what the, when you are, trying to make changes in your business, the fear of the change or the fear of perception or all that stuff will stop you from doing what you need to do. And I feel like that's the downfall of a lot of businesses is they just are so scared of making the change or what the optics are going to be that they don't make they don't make the changes they need to. They don't observe themselves critically and really look at themselves. So that's part of being humble. And don't you think some of this like... I mean, I love value-based pricing and like knowing your worth and charging your worth. Like, I think it's a huge thing that many of us have to coach ourselves on. Sure. But there's a point though where like, it doesn't make sense anymore. Like you can't just pick your price. Like my flat fee is $200,000. Like no one's (laughs) going to buy it. Like you you have to find, yeah, there's part of that in the understanding the market a little bit. And I do feel like a lot of designers haven't necessarily like sat back and looked at what will my market support? So that's part of the being humble piece of it is, okay, but look around. Like, are you really, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but are you really that good? Are your projects that good? Do they, do they demand that price? Are you comparable to other designers who are providing what you're doing at that price? Like I'm, you don't just pick it. Like it's like Beanie Baby. This Beanie Baby is valued at <laughs> only if someone's buying dollars, it. But no one's going to buy it. Exactly. Like all only if someone's stuff. buying it. So yeah, like some of it is. I think we've inflated pricing because we were. It was a busy industry, but there could be some adjustments that need to happen. Yeah. So stay calm. Look around. Assess as objectively as possible. That's the be humble part of it. Like. Look at it critically. Okay, number two. This seems obvious, but I actually had to like remember to do this. Like do all of your billing. (laughs) Like even like I had like a $162 payment that like I wasn't worried about it, but I knew the client had just forgotten about it because it was an older project. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I did that for like three or four things and that's a thousand dollars, you know? Yes. Yeah, those little like nitpicky ones where you're like, eh, well. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll wait till next month or whatever. Yeah. Like I, there might be more time that comes up or whatever. We might have more. Yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Do. Yeah, I've had that. I've had also um, like proposals where I'm like waiting to gather other things for it, and I'm like, oh no, just tell them what you're doing. Tell them I have these proposals, these estimates, these prices. I can guarantee. I'm sending to you these to you now, like for product. Yeah, so it's like. Here's the special order, like to the trade tile. I need to order. It's a pretty big order. Can we just like, can we do this? I'm and, still like, working with the workroom on getting pricing for the custom drapery. Like we'll yeah. send that as a separate. Yeah. Yeah. Break instead of just like, 
oh my God, I got to wait till I have all 50 things. It's like, no, okay, can we just get this done? That'll generate my markup revenue a little bit on that front. And you know, give the client a deliverable that they're like happy to see progression on too. Yeah. Like those are the types of things that whether it's the piddly hours or like, do you need to push? Like how far are you from, let's say you're like flat rate and you're like, oh, I could actually be like ready to present this in another week if I really push myself here and then I'll get mm-hmm. my next progress payment. Like, come come on now. Like, just do yeah, it. And just the client would be surprised and delighted. Like... Yeah. If you know that will take stress off of you financially, then maybe momentarily stressful work like is worth it. So you could just like decide. Yeah. Just, okay. If I really do the next two days worth of work on this and really dig in, I can hit that next deliverable deliverable timeline for my client. I'll get paid. Awesome. Like get those easy ones out of the way quickly. Anything you've already done that can be billed, anything that can already be sent in a proposal. Just knock them out. I know that it's just like you're clean saying. up all the little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It does add up if you get it all done. Yeah. And every bit matters. Third one's a little more complicated here. The idea of creating an offer. And we have different, you know us. We're gonna throw, we're gonna throw some ideas at you, hotties. So and lot and lots of ideas on this. This episode is brought to you by Canvas. The Canvas app uses your iPhone or your iPad's LiDAR technology to scan rooms in minutes to create as-built drawings. I used to dread kicking off projects with hours of measuring and creating the existing floor plans in Chief Architect. I'd always forget at least one dimension and things just wouldn't add up. So since we started using Canvas a few years ago, we both incorporated it into our businesses. So now it's kind of a flex because clients see me scanning their space in 3D, which is way more professional than fumbling with a 20-foot long tape measure. Honestly, Canvas is so much faster and cheaper than me personally creating the drawings that I can put my energy into other things like, I don't know, spending time with my family or sending Sean memes. Exactly. I usually get my files from Canvas in one or two days, And then I can jump right into the fun part of designing. I recently started using their measurement report to send to my workroom for window treatment quotes too. Okay, but are they accurate? Yes, with a good scan, Canvas measurements are 99% accurate, which is way better than you. First, you'll scan in the app and then submit them for conversion when you're ready. You'll get to choose which software you'd like to convert them to, like SketchUp, AutoCAD, Chief Architect, or others. And we really want you to try it. So Canvas is offering $150 credit off first orders for our hotties. So visit canvas.io slash HYDC to get started. Hey, hotties. Have you been missing new Process Party episodes and want more behind-the-scenes scoops? It's all over on our Patreon. Our loyal hotties get exclusive episodes, live workshops, and our best unedited and unfiltered conversations for just $10 a month. And if that's not enough, it's super easy to subscribe and there's no long-term commitment. Learn more and subscribe at patreon.com slash HYDC. So creating an offer, I think, is super easy if you are already have even so we've talked a little bit about like secret menu services lately, I feel like mm-hmm. have some like low end services that maybe you don't always advertise as in designer on call, um, consultations, what else? 
Oh, room um, e-design. Yeah, like if you don't normally do e-design, you can still offer things to people when they call. You can still show a past or, example of one to people and see I if do, it gets them to call. I did recently like, hey, I'm just going to take on a couple um, exterior paint consultations. I don't do these all the time. And they booked. Like you can make it like on Instagram, like talk about it as like, I'm opening up my schedule to do these things. And if they're bite-sized enough, you'll get bites and set it, if you can, set it up in Dubsado or Acuity. So like literally they sign pay same day. Yeah. I think for me, a lot of that that's grown is this idea of like wanting to hit my revenue goals. And so... Mm If anyone didn't, the self-guided business retreat has a revenue planning worksheet in it that's very helpful to like figure out where you need to be every month and every quarter and like getting to that. And I don't know, I'm not normally like a I'm motivated by the goal or the number. In fact, that would like my I get a little rebellious sometimes because I'm like, well, that's not a real number. That's just like a number I invented for myself. But like What's the point of doing it then if I'm not going to like try to get to it and let myself off the hook, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to like fight that urge as the, well, it's my business. I'll do what I want, but I really do want the money. I want to get paid. So I want my security from that. And knowing the end of the year number that you want, like, like in another like version of this, I have my yearly reading goal. That's just arbitrary. It matters to nothing and nobody, but I want to read 75 books. Like it's, I've never really been able to do it, but I know now that I've like almost gotten there twice. You've, I've got to read seven a month or I'm not going to do it. Or one month I'm going to have to read 10, which is like insane. Now that feels crazy. So like some months I can do six, but I have to try every month to do seven because then I get a break somewhere. Yeah. Then you'll be on track. Yeah, so like these sort of offered services of whether it's designer on call or giveaways or affiliate, like kind of using affiliate links in room boards, like any of that stuff, like ask yourself, oh, how many of these do I really need or want to book in order to meet the goal I'm trying to get to? Like you might only need one. Like, and I just think like if there's any slow times and you can build out these offers that are just like ready to go that you can just like launch quickly in social media when you need it. Um, It's really smart to just have them in your back pocket. There's um, if you haven't read this book by Rachel Rogers called, we should all be millionaires. It's written to women by a woman, but she really, it's really good. Um, She talks a lot about just kind of how she got where she is and the hustle of it all. But one of the things that, I thought was kind of cool is she talks about this. She does these 10 K and 10 day challenges. Oh my God. And she does it, I think on Instagram. So like you can kind of join the challenge. And she, so she talks about all these examples that people do and they're getting like scrappy as hell. Like these aren't designers necessarily. And it's like, sell your extra shit in your garage. You know, it's, Oh, do everything. Say, like, plasma. <laughs> I mean, it would it would be part of it. So, like, you really How much like. Is a kid go for these days? I've got two. And but her whole point with it, like, it seems impossible for a lot of people if their, you know, their products maybe are only a hundred bucks or something. But right. it's it kind of teaches you if you get that if you meet the goal that you 
are capable of making a lot of money quickly. So now she does like, she had a million dollar a day goal once, or maybe she does it a lot. Million dollars a day? One day. She wanted to make million dollars in one day. Wait, what is she doing? She does to make coaching and um, I think she has retreats and stuff. She's an attorney. But a million? I can't remember how she made it, but yeah, no, it was crazy. Okay. That sounds like <laughs> clickbait, but like. It's her, that she did it for herself, for her business and with her team. But it's a mindset thing. That's what she's talking about. So it's a good yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. Definitely for like, I'm not doing the challenge, but it was like, okay. Like, again, it's like you can bootstrap some opportunities if you're in a pinch. I mean, yeah, I don't need to make a million in a day for a small business sounds wacky, but like. No, but but, 10K in 10 days that I wasn't expecting, like if I had 10 extra thousand dollars 10 days from now, that would feel great. That's a nice little bony. Um, I would, I would hear that. Like, okay. So then going along with that idea, like we were mentioning with the, like, creating the offers and like making the money was this is number four is like being visible. Cause yeah, you, if you're not talking to somebody, how do they know? Like, how are they hearing what you do, how you do it, why you do it, when they should be thinking of you? Like they don't know. And well, no one's waking up thinking about, I wonder what Sean's up to today. I mean, somebody yeah, like, in the world is, but I do, but <laughs> like, <laughs> some random person that follows you, does it no, they're not going to just like about you. wake up and Google how to spend money with me. Like I have to show the need and I have to explain to them. But like, maybe this random person woke up and was like, shit, this living room is not working for me anymore. And it's just bugging them one day. Yeah. But and then until they hear your me. little face pops up, they wouldn't think of you. Yeah. It's all about the timing. And I feel like part of it is also like, you you've mentioned this idea which is like making changes energetically like being excited about them instead mm-hmm. of like times are so tough please help me like it's a i'm really excited to offer this this is going to be really cool we've got space open like we finally have room for this type of project like they can hear you can set the tone of that it's just a ripple effect like i my natural tendency when times are tough is to curl up in a ball and retreat like that's my um protection and like taking care of myself kind of first reflex does not help this situation (laughs) at all yeah Um, so you have to so like I kind of I tested it earlier this year I'm like okay I'm just gonna do more reels more I'm gonna be more active on I think I had a goal of five days a week on Instagram, which I hadn't been doing hardly any Instagram. And I wasn't necessarily selling things every day, but I was just out there and I got tons of new leads. Like it just creates this like energetic ripple effect. You're on people's minds. You're getting them thinking. Well, and yeah, like the, the sort of like need needs based work of what we do is is staying in front of it and and not assuming that people know where to find you or know what you do. Like you do, you do have to pretty much assume everyone forgets about it the moment you stop talking about it. Yeah. And did they catch your stories that specific day? So like if you're just 
only posting one story every month, like the chances of the person that needs you are really low. Right. My, so my thing with that is just find something to just do to put yourself out there. So like, I've always had this kind of thing that I do if I'm feeling down or low, just do something new. It does not have to have anything, does ha- it does not have to be related to the thing you're worried about. It's just this like energetic change in your environment and yourself that projects, I don't know, it's maybe manifestation, mm-hmm. maybe it's woo woo, but it. It works. It's just, you just need to shake it up. Yeah. And that's really hard. Like, hear that, hotties. That can be hard to do. That can be very hard to do. Like, we are not prone to change as human beings. We don't like it. We don't respond well to it. We don't enjoy it. But it's not going to, you're not going to do anything different unless you do something about it. Like, it's not just going to happen. It's not going to land in your face. So... Not usually. No. So yeah, this this stuff can really help because even if you're talking about, say you're doing a mood board Monday or you're doing a follow a follow Friday where you're sharing other designers you like, like, that little stuff can generate the bigger projects to show up because they're out there too. They're watching also, even if you're not speaking directly to them, those small actions can help be attractors for those other projects. So yeah, sure. Being and online isn't going to immediately make you money, but it's the putting that energy out there that's going to help you do it. Yeah. And it's like your potential future client, but also your referral network. So just remember mm-hmm. that there are people following you that are your referrers and you have no idea they exist. Like yep. one of my best clients came from her sister-in-law or cousin-in-law follows me and when the client bought the house then she's like oh you should talk to her it's like a few steps from the actual client but right. she was and i don't even know this person so like lurkers you're lur- your fans but they're also like lurking there waiting to like sing your praises the lurkers are probably the ones that can afford to hire designers <laughs> let's be real yeah most of the time. Because <laughs> they're a little more low-key. I'm just yeah, a presumption. But we don't have data to back that up on our very official journalistic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, but most of my clients that have been great follow not, me and I never knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah. They're not in your DMs. They're not like following along so intently necessarily. Like I always go try to find them because I'm like, is this person real? And there's no message history. They're usually private. You know, they're just... But they're there. Yeah, they're just there. They're, they're background checking you. So... Once get, again, stay, get your face out there, folks. Get your face out there. Because um, people buy from people they know, not from a picture of a cat on an Instagram profile image. Um, <laughs> with, no, with no name on the profile. With no name on the profile. Yeah. Okay. So we've probably done that one enough. The fifth way to generate more revenue for you is send a newsletter. Mm-hmm. Just do y'all got to do we know we went through this hurdle in the spring we were like let's just get stuff out there but I think the biggest deal is like you don't have to write like a family reunion newsletter. It can be Oh like a Christmas letter from your Yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. it can literally be a paragraph where you're like 
hey, y'all, this is what we've been doing this month over at Renstead Interiors. We've been helping our client with this and talking to this. And we're so excited. We're planning to go to High Point or whatever you're doing. Like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all businessy speak. It can literally be you speaking to the people who get it and figure out what you want to include. Is it some of your favorite things? Is it some of your favorite rooms? Round up what makes you feel motivated in that newsletter, but make sure that there are sections of it that speak to a call to action. Like book a consultation with me or don't forget you can download if you've got a freebie or something that you'll give away. Like make sure there is some piece of it that calls them to talk to you, to buy from you, to do something. But it doesn't always have, the whole newsletter doesn't have to be buy the thing. No, and they're more likely to read it if it's not. I just had a really good idea and I'm not going to share it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I would just went like, I do need a new, so I have been trying to have a more, have a more um, regular newsletter presence. It's really hard for me to do these things we're talking about. Um, but I want like an angle. So like I'm looking for, Something that I can do every month that is still fun. Like to me, it has to be enjoyable for me. Otherwise, I should outsource it. Um, right. But yeah, like the mood board Monday thing. Like if you have a new fabric that you like, make a mood board about it, ar- around it. Going back to that affiliate link, if you set your affiliates up and there's different ways of doing that, but you can have them link to products in your mood board that you can make money off of. Yeah, like the. The news board, the newsletter, I think is like a aggregator of a couple of these different ideas. Cause like the newsletter can also be a method of staying visible to people. So it doesn't just have to be social media. It's also finding them where they're in other platforms and other avenues. Like some people are reading their emails diligently. Some people are checking social media. Like they're not, there might not be the full overlap on that Venn diagram, you know? And the newsletter gets them where they can click and buy. So if you have right. some sort of call to action, but yeah, like Sean said, it does not have to be a full throttle sales pitch the whole It's time. not like, yeah, like Banana Republic, when they send something, is trying to get you to go to the website and buy the shirt, the blazer, the jeans, the whatever. Like they want you to buy it. Like that's the whole intent of their stuff. So the more that they're in front of you, the more likely you're going to buy it. But it's not quite the same with our services unless you have a shop or a direct to consumer offering like if if it's service based like design services it's a little bit harder to get the click to buy right from an email but yeah try to do some storytelling try to do some client before and afters or if i've been seeing a lot of big designers lately um like the Heidi Colliers for example doing a lot mm-hmm. more process photos which feels really refreshing like they're not I beautiful like it. And finished, but it's yeah, like Heidi's been doing a lot of carousels with just like 40% done homes. Yeah. Like mid construction. I mean, part of this is also, I'm not saying it's a trend because I don't know that to be true, but there is this sort of messaging that's coming via TikTok and like Gen Z that they want to see more authentic, less just pretty for the sake of pretty. And um, the story, like tell the behind the scenes, the process, like how are you going to get to this? final photo. Yeah. So I feel like that's what gets people invested in wanting to see the finished one is when they can imagine, oh my God, I saw this when it was just plain drywall 
and now there's built-ins here and now there's this like that compels people to want to keep coming back to see it so you're also creating like sticky mm-hmm. content that people are like oh my god that looks interesting i'll have to remember to keep coming back to see if there's been an update or I can't wait. Like I used to look, I mean, I still kind of do, but like I look forward to seeing when a project finally makes it into a designer's portfolio. But I'm like, we're also following things very closely, but I'll, I'll see something in someone's stories this year. And I'm like, Oh my God, that bathroom is going to be amazing when they photograph it. Like I can't wait to see. Yeah that and I check back on it. And so you're, everyone will start to develop people who get excited about that. Of I can't wait to see it. But you just have to let them in sooner, not just so, when it's done. And the process stuff, I think, makes a lot of sense for newsletters when you're just trying to like train your audience, let them know how this stuff get works. Yeah, what to expect. Yeah. So, okay, number six. This is what Talk. all of your sales professionals would say. Talk to your past contractors and vendors and tell them that you're looking for work. Pick up the phone and start working the phones. Work the phones, y'all. Yeah, no, this is my pet peeve is everyone's like, oh, I'll just send an email. Oh, a text is easier. It's like, yes, it will also be ignored and overlooked. So if you just want to like do something for zero results, like, okay, sure. Like, (laughs) after we told them just to send a newsletter. But, <laughs> but but this is different. Newsletter conversation is different. Like I'm not going to send a audience. newsletter to contractors and vendors mm. begging for help, like no. or saying I'm looking to build business or we're taking on more projects. But like, there's something about that personal connection that when we were at the bank, when I was at the bank, when I say we, when I was at the bank, I feel like I, I worked at a bank now. Well, yeah, they had this. I they had this. I think every sales organization does something like this, but it's called A times E equals R. So activities oh times effectiveness equals results. That's so corporate. Did it have, was there like a banner like over the oh, yeah, big A times pit? E equals R. Oh, huge. And so it would be, so this is the thing. If, if sending emails or text messages is the activity, but the effectiveness is like, zero to none, meaning that most people don't open the text messages or reply to the emails or look at them, then your result is still zero. So the way they would tell you this is they would say 100 times zero equals zero. Right. So doing an activity that's not effective is not going to get you anything. It's And zero like, times 100 is zero too. Like so, you can have a really great idea and do zero activity on it, which yeah, is you what, can do zero activities and still get nowhere. Which like, is what this list is. Like a lot of us just freeze and do zero activity. Do zero. Yeah. So the idea was you're anyone who's worked with you in the past, you already have like a warm lead on them. You've talked to them. You've already picked up the phone. You've seen them. You've interacted with them. You've done business with them. Like they're already primed more than you are just sending something out cold to maybe someone on your email list who's never thought of working with you or on Instagram where they've never wanted to work with you before. Like vendors and contractors and people you've worked with already have done that. You've already bridged that first hardest part of the gap. Like they know what you do. They know who you are. And if you are normal, you probably have a relationship with them. And it is like just a nice human thing to check in and see how they're doing. And it doesn't have to be. No, no. I mean, there's several of my vendors and contractors that they're really good at, well, 
some more vendors in particular that they're really good at sales and they do yeah. this and I know when they're doing it, but I'm also like, oh yeah, I'm like, I like the update. Like, cause I yeah. genuinely enjoy them. Right. Like I can't just be like the, hi, I'm calling you because I'm looking to add another client for the spring. Like it's a, hey, how are things going? What's business like? Are you hearing about this? Have you noticed this? Like do, do the little chat, do the catch up. Yes, do the, should we get lunch sometime? That'd be great. Like you're going to need to play. That's how the game works, honestly. Well, That's how the, it is. I had to, so I'm going to name drop. So I have had a little article in HGTV, Mag, HGTV Magazine in the May oh. issue. Yeah, which was awesome. But I had two different people call me have it was literally the same conversation for both of them but so i could tell they were kind of working their rolodex yeah but they had like their opener was like oh my god that's so awesome i just want to call and congratulate you so they did yeah i mean i'm sure they saw my post and legitimately thought of calling me based on that but yes they did a little research if not and had a great opener that made me feel good and then we talked business for a minute and it was fine this is part of what we do. We're salespeople. Yeah. So we do have to like sell ourselves back to people of like, hey, I've been following that. Pro- if it's a contractor, I've been following that project. I feel like that's going to look amazing. And they're going to say something back. Like Having another baby. Congratulations. Like there's just stuff. So be human. Pick yeah. up the phone. And especially like contractors, a lot of like vendors and sales, they, they're phone people. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like contractors aren't email people. Most of my contractors will, because I don't inundate them. If I call them, they, they pick up like they're almost all of them do all of mine do. Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Like they're on a job site all day. Anyway, they can't just wait till the end of the day to pick up the phone. So they pick up and they're like, Oh, Hey, well actually no, right now is not good. Or can I call you when I'm on the road or something? So I just feel like it's easy to get a hold of them. And that cross compares this to the seventh one on our list, which is calling past clients and following up with them. Yeah. (laughs) Less enthused about this one. This one's a little harder because you really have to know what you're willing to get yourself into. But like offhand, even right now, if you were like, call some of your past clients who you actually liked working with, I would say, make sure these aren't the people who are like... (laughs) Opening, like kicking the hornet's nest. Yeah, like not not your fan, you know? Like you want the people who liked working with you. but. Ask them about you, you, if you worked with them, you already know about those projects that they said had to wait till a phase two, three, four, whatever, but catch up with them, check in, do an honest, Hey, I'm just calling to see how you've been. I was thinking about your project. I shared a photo on Instagram the other day and it had me thinking about you and your dad or whatever, whatever it was like have a personal connection, but like, are there unfinished projects they've been putting off? Are there things mm-hmm. you can do to help fill in the gaps? Like, I like the easy lift idea, which is like anything that could drop ship, like rugs or lighting or maybe consultation work where they're like, you know, we want to just do a little zhuzh on the guest room. Like, you might be surprised what shakes out of the sofa. Maybe a sofa. <laughs> maybe a so- yeah like shake the change out of the sofa literally like, find ooh, out that there's a new, new one. section on here so i feel like those are paint selections like what if they're just like oh you know we've been trying to pick the paint can you just like can we schedule a time for you to come over um but i think part of this is also just good customer service of like f- 
following up with past clients and making sure that they feel like there's a relationship based to what we do. And it's not always about selling something, but you'd be surprised the stuff that comes up when you connect with them of what's going on with their lives and what they're thinking of. And you might be able to generate some revenue off of some of those. And if anything, it can help jumpstart that pipeline of business where you're back on their radar again as they enter the next phase for the rest of the year. And I think, I guess it's a little bit of like summarizing all of these things. Like going back to number one, like don't freak out, but it also just makes you feel better that you did something. <laughs> like instead of just feeling like a whip dog that's <laughs> not getting the clients or like proposals aren't converting or whatever. Like, yeah, no, I actually like worked my phones. I put some shit out there on Instagram. Right. I'm doing something and I feel better about myself and my Great. contributions. And that is just good, good vibes. Good vibes all around. And taking care of it's self care, right? Like it's like self care for you as well as your business and your bank account. Well, and I don't know about you, but like for me, it's like an anxiety inducing thing to feel like I need to accomplish something, but haven't done anything to accomplish it. Yes. Or I'm just worried. I'm just worried about next month. Oh my God. I'm just worried, worried, worried. Like that just It's not going to get you anywhere. But it's like, okay, I'm not going to worry today because I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. There's no promises, but I'm going to do those. And that's my permission to not worry. Yep. Because I did what I could. Yeah. That's honestly what I've been doing a lot (laughs) recently. And it, A, I get business, but it does like calm the monkey mind of scarcity and what's next. Well, and if that's, that's the pathway forward is like, let's just do something about it then and feel like I'm back in control. Like it's controlling versus influencing. Like you can't make people say yes, but you can sort of influence the process. And that's what marketing is. And that's what, that's what we do on a daily basis with our, with our clients. So yeah. Take, take back the power, hotties. Take it. So, you got this. seven ways to just get started on generating more revenue. And maybe if you're not in a freak out mode yet, just do this, some of these things anyway. And just for shits and prime giggles. The pu- prime the pump. <laughs> get, re- get ready for a rainy day. Like, you never know. You never know. You never know what's going to be, be out there. So, until next time, stay hot, designers. Thanks for listening to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. For more on what we talked about today, check out the show notes. Your support helps us grow, so share with your design besties. And subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our conversations continue on Instagram. And be sure to download our monthly resources on our website and our Patreon. 